Welcome to the Room 214 Podcast. My name is Vinny Greco. My guest today is Joni Courtney, COO of Employee Bridge and contributor to Fox Business Network. Over the course of her career, Joni has amassed a wealth of knowledge and expertise in the field of jobs and the economy, while using her expertise to contribute to several news outlets, including ABC, CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, PBS, as well as the Wall Street Journal and Forbes magazine. Additionally, Joni is a talented and sought-after keynote speaker, and we are very lucky to have had her on campus today talking to our 8th graders. It is my great pleasure to have Joni Courtney on the pod. Joni, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mr. Greco. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, it it was such a pleasure having you here this morning, and I should mention a pleasure to... to have taught both of your kids in eighth grade as well. should definitely mention that. Uh, it was so great to just hear all the advice and the feedback you gave our students. And one thing I'm really excited about in asking you today is like through the lens of how our students can go about being confident public speakers, but also in marketing and branding, um, branding themselves to enhance their professional opportunities moving forward. So that's kind of like the the lens in which I want to I want to talk today. So for those of us who don't get to be on national TV all the time, how did you get your start in being a contributor and and how are you able to maintain the frequency in which you appear? Well, you know, it is kind of funny because um, I fell into being on TV. It wasn't something that I had really set my sights on, um, but in my career, um, I've always been focused on placing people in jobs and working with companies that are hiring, you know, talent for all different skill sets. And, and so it just has kind of kept me on the front lines of the employment market. I have a good pulse for what's happening, you know, with the economy. And, um, you know, kind of by happenstance, you know, I had a boss who wasn't able to make a media appearance on TV, and I actually filled in for him. Mm. I was nervous. I was nervous about filling in for him. Um, I wasn't sure that I wanted to be on television. I had never done it before. I was scared. Um, but I took a chance and said, you know what, I know the, the material. I know what they're asking about. Do you remember what you had to speak on that particular day? I do remember because I'll never forget the first oh. time. I think I can remember what I wore and what oh, I wow. said. But yeah, I was talking about the job market. And I was actually talking about the job market um, at a time when President um, Obama had just been elected. He hadn't oh. even been in office yet. And so there was a tough, lo- times. Tough, times tough times and a lot of questions about what was happening with unemployment and wages and really what was going to be his platform, right, sure. to create jobs. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a great experience for me to have that that one shot at doing it. And then what happened was the studio kept calling me back. The network kept calling me, calling me back and say, come back and do it again and again. And so we joked, my old boss said, I, I kind of kicked him out of uh, yeah. doing television and took over. Um, but it was just something that ended up coming natural to me and I really enjoyed it. Sure, and what I hear and what I hope you know our students hear is, say yes, like take, take a chance yes. you know, when asked to do something you'll adapt and you can figure it out. Right, and I think, you know, no one is ever 100% ready. We all take chances in life. And if if you're waiting for the moment to be 100% ready, oh, you know, you might miss it. It might pass you by. So it's about taking those chances and those opportunities 
And, you know, I have to say, and I know you're not even asking me yet, but, you know, I see that here at North Broward. What mm. the children are exposed to, yeah. to have opportunities, whether it's, you know, a trip to Tanzania or oh, yeah. working on, you know, projects and robotics and, and just all the different things that are happening. You know, you have to seize the opportunity to learn new things and take advantage because you never know where it will lead you. So, so well said. Uh, speaking on, you know, all right, you had your first experience. Now you're getting called back. When we see people on TV, we kind of see the finished product. We assume you and the anchors know what you're doing. You're all pros. But there has to be like a detailed prep process that we probably take for granted as viewers. So talk a little bit behind the scenes, like what's it like to get prepared to be on TV? It's a lot. It is not, you know, something that you can just show up or try to wing it. You really do have to be prepared. Um, and the truth is, I never know the exact questions mm. that they are going to ask me, but I do know the topics. And, you know, I'm very comfortable speaking about the employment market, the labor market, wages, unemployment, you know, what sectors are adding jobs. You know, all of that is kind of second nature to me. But the more television I do, um, I've been on shows that, you know, have turned into doing a five-minute segment to doing, you know, an hour show or a three-hour show where you need wow. to be up to date on all of the latest topics. So sure. the preparation that goes into that is quite extensive, you know, research and preparing and then practicing and then thinking of what are going to be my key messages, you know, what are going to be the points that I want to make on each topic. Mm. So I really put a tremendous amount of time and effort into preparation. Mm -hmm. And without that preparation, I wouldn't have the confidence to go on television and actually answer the questions. Right. But I think because I'm prepared and I know, you know, I have knowledge about the topics, I'm comfortable and it gives me confidence. And then they're going to have you back because you do those things. And because you're so polished on TV, you're able to come back because you take that time to prep. That's really great. Uh, in addition to what you're doing on air, you also speak to large groups of people in your field of expertise. And I don't want to make assumptions about the prep process, but is the preparation you would do for a keynote uh, address different than being on TV? Oh, that's such a great question because it really is so different. Really? I mean, yes. Very, the preparation is very different in my opinion. I mean, you're still speaking and you still have to go through the preparation and be knowledgeable, but it's different. When you're doing television, it's live. Mm. And so you have to move fast and have your key messages and try to get your points in and other people might jump in and try to speak over you or ask you another question. Um, when you're giving a keynote presentation, that's very different. You, you're usually controlling the stage ah. and the message. And so you have a presentation, you probably have a speech. Um, I would practice my speech a number of times, know my talking points. I would record myself, listen back you know, to it, make changes and tweak it. So very different preparation, but still takes a lot of effort on Absolutely. both sides. Wow. Uh, which do you prefer? Which medium are, do you think you're better at? Oh, that's a really good question. And I don't know if I know the answer. I enjoy doing both. Um, I think when you do a keynote, 
you have a chance to not be as rushed and mm. to really make sure that you can get the messages that you want to communicate across to the audience. Sure. Sometimes in television, that can be a little bit more challenging. Um, you know, there's been times I've been on television to talk about the job market and you'll have breaking news of um, a tragedy right. or something, right? Yeah. And then the, that can just change everything. Sure. Um, so, you know, I do think with doing a keynote, you really have that fixed amount of time and message and you can try to connect with your audience a bit more. Oh, that's, I hadn't taken that into account. <laughs> Um, one of your professional duties is to oversee marketing for your company as well. Our students at North Broward do such a good job of exposing themselves to exercises in branding and responsible social media use. So let me ask, uh, what is the importance of marketing and branding uh, for your company or for employee employees at your company? Um, and, and why is it important to make yourself visible to your consumers? Yeah, you know, marketing has truly evolved over the last few years and um, it has evolved in so many ways due to really the whole digital age and you know when you think about it in today's business environment we all live in a bit of kind of a, a clear fishbowl right if you think about it so it's a as, good way of putting it as, you know as a company you're kind of you're you're in this fishbowl and everybody can see into you you know you can see online reviews and ratings and you could go to a website and you can really have access to everything and if you know what's changed also for consumers um, and, and you know these consumer brands is that you know one bad experience could end up all over the internet and, everywhere and ruin a brand <laughs> yeah so you know that really didn't exist that long ago so a tremendous amount has changed in marketing and i think companies have had to think about things differently they have to think about their employee brand and their brand as an organization all kind of comes together mm -hmm. and they need to be super careful about building a very strong reputation online and managing that reputation online mm -hmm. um, because it can kind of the, the marketing and the messaging and then the online reviews can totally change the game uh, but i also want to mention that when it comes to personal branding mm. that that's really important in today's world you know all of us as individuals no matter who we are what profession we're in um, we all have kind of our individual brand and whether you really participate in social media, or maybe you don't, um, there is an opportunity that you can kind of create your online presence, even yeah. if it's just something you do professionally and you use LinkedIn. Right. You know, LinkedIn isn't just for job networking. It really is a great way to connect with people, to build your professional network. You never know where it can lead. It's sure. a great source for information. So um, your personal brand is, and, and reputation as well, is very, very important in today's world. Yeah. And would you recommend to people who were in, in whatever job they were pursuing, having some kind of a professional social media presence? To, does, it, does it work as a portfolio? Does it work as like a sort of like a 2019 resume? And do employers want to see that? Yes. I, I say it definitely works, and you definitely should have it. Um, you know, one thing that I, I think about and I worry 
about for students today in middle school and high school is that they need to be careful about how they're building their brands sure. on social media yep. today yep. with friends and things they're doing and how that might impact them later when they go to get their first job or a mm. career. Or even in, when they're applying to college. When I mean, they're applying to college, yeah. absolutely. So, you know, it social media has absolutely changed our world, but it's not going away and we're, we're seeing, you know, just more and more of it. I do think that building your personal brand and controlling that and protecting that is very important for whether you're a student um, or you're getting into college, you're going to be a college student or getting that first job sure. or just your professional career. Yeah. And, and, and I think the goal would be to just harness it for good. I think when it's used the right way, it's really, really powerful. And, yes. and that's been my experience. And I know we're seeing North Broward kids who are in middle school, high school. They're showing the work they're doing. They're showing the community outreach they do. So I think that's really important. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of our students, uh, what should students um, who are heading to college next year or our alum who happen to be graduating from college soon, what should they know about what employers are looking for in terms of skills or characteristics? Keeping in mind that today's economy and the needs of the market are changing every single day. What are some things that our students should be working towards in terms of desirable skills and character traits that you know future employers might want? Yeah, you know, I actually do get asked this question quite a bit, a lot of times from parents mm. who are spending all this money on college and thinking, okay, well, what are going to be the jobs that my, you know, children are going to go into in the future? Right. Um, and it is important in today's world, and, and you hit on this, Mr. Greco, is that things are changing so rapidly. Mm. So the jobs that even exist today and we could talk, we were talking about marketing, digital marketing, social media managers. Those jobs didn't even exist like 10 years ago. Right. And now when you look at the workplace and the economy today and what companies are doing, we have, you know, artificial intelligence is changing the workplace. Robotics, right, have completely changed the manufacturing environment. Right. So the jobs that exist today are changing so rapidly that even the current workforce doesn't have the skills many times they don't have the skills to meet the jobs and the demands of today wow. so that leads me to you know in answering your question is like what's going to be the most important i think what's going to be the most important is the ability to keep learning wow because you need to keep learning new skills and you can never stop and you know our brains are an incredible thing you know we can they can continue to learn and that's been proven by science. So we have to take our workforce today and even some of the aging workforce and they have to learn new skills too, which right. is a challenge. Yeah. And we use that phrase, we use the phrase lifelong learner all the time. And I think we definitely mean it to be like, you should always be curious and you should want to know more things. Uh, and, and that should always be an aim of education, but also in terms of practical application, Mm -hmm. You know, with the way things change, we always have to keep improving and, and, and staying with it. So in terms of being employed and, and, and uh, making contributions to society. So that's a super important thing that you're that you're hitting on. Uh, your professional journey has so much to do with putting yourself out there and, and taking the leap to go on camera. 
despite not having necessarily a ton of experience in that. How have you been able to, you know, personally and professionally build confidence to excel? And what can you tell our community, our students, our parents, our teachers uh, about the importance in, of believing in yourself and, and building your own confidence? Well, I have to share a story with you on this topic because I have realized, you know, as the older I get, that um, my parents really gave me the greatest gift of instilling confidence in me. Mm. And so I was raised um, by, you know, very middle class family. You know, my mom was a nurse, hardworking. My dad was an electrician in a union, and they both worked so hard. And maybe they couldn't provide, you know, every like latest, you know, fashion clothes or things that when I was young as a teenager, I would have right. loved. But when I look back on it, they gave me the greatest gifts. Um, and, and really it boils down to three things. Number one was unconditional love. Um, number two, they enforced that I had to get a college education. It was not optional. Um, and number three, they gave me the confidence to believe that I could be anything I wanted to be. And I don't know if it was the dynamic that I'm the oldest of four girls. You know, we never had a brother in the house. <laughs> but my mother told me that, you know, if you want to be president of the United States someday, go for it. Right. You can do it. And I just grew up with having this confidence. And now in my career... I reflect on it and look back and go, what a great gift. Mm. And if there's anything that I could tell students or parents or teachers, it's how do we make confidence more contagious? Yes. You know, because people yes. need it. And, and having the confidence really can help people to take that leap or try something new or you never know what that next invention can be. It could be anything. And I think sometimes when people don't have confidence, they just, they're holding themselves back. They're not living up to their real potential. Um, and like what I love to say, they're, they're not being the best version of themselves. Sure. And I just believe so wholeheartedly that we all should be the best versions of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. That's really powerful. So last thing, you've been with me all day today, so <laughs> gotta let you out of here. But I, I, I can't let you go without asking, what's it meant for you to have your kids be a part of the NBP community? Um, I know we, we've enjoyed having them. I still have Ashley, who TAs my class. So what's it meant to you to be a part of this community? Well, I, first of all, am thrilled to be here today and I've loved spending the day with you Thank and you. your students. Thank you. It's been a true joy and great energy from all of the classes. So that's been a ton of fun. Um, and the reason even why I wanted to do this today is I just, I love this community. I love North Broward Prep. You know, I have two children who are very different. They're different types of learners. They have different interests. Um, and this school has been such a great foundation for them, for both of them in different ways. You know, Ashley, you know, loves kind of the, you know, social science and sciences. Um, but she also loves to dance, right. and she's been able to be a part of the fine arts program and the affiliation with Juilliard, and it has been an incredible experience, and she's also made you know, great friends. I'm mm -hmm. sure that will be friends for life. Um, and then my son Chase, who 
is very bright but has struggled in school and we we were really struggling when he first started here and you along with some of the other teachers um, really encouraged him to maybe move into the Lighthouse Point um, Academy and program for him which couldn't have been a better fit and he has excelled and you know been on high honors and has done great incredible incredible yeah. and you know he's also been part of um, the golf team and has enjoyed that so I just I couldn't say enough good things and um, I feel very blessed that we found North Broward as a home and that both kids will um, you know be able to complete their high school education here that's so great to hear that that's and, and and that's a story we hear pretty often and it makes it a special place so that's really great it is um, that's all the time we have for today's pod. I want to thank Joni for sitting down with me and sharing her experiences about working in media with our students today. Your energy and passion really had an impact on our kids, and I'm so excited uh, to see how they incorporate that advice into their projects. You can see Joni as a regular on the Fox Business Network, and you can follow her on Twitter at Joni Courtney. Next week, I'll sit down with NBP Residential Academic Coordinator, Mr. Jonathan Hen. We'll discuss the NBP residential program and the importance of cultivating a diverse international school community. You can catch the Room 214 podcast on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. And lastly, students, if you're interested in joining the Eagles Podcast Network with a show of your own, please reach out to Lena Kalanjian, Ethan Bass, or myself about how to get started. Thanks so much for listening. This is Vinny Greco wishing you peace and much love.